come on. You're listening to Combat Zone 360, where we discuss everything military. Today on our show, we are speaking with the spouse of fallen soldier Mario Nelson. Mecca Nelson is a Gold Star spouse who has written a book about her husband, Mario. She has also started a nonprofit organization and is very active in the veteran community. Thank you for joining us today, Mecca. Thank you so much. Thank you for, uh, you know, having me here. Definitely. It's amazing. Yes. So you sent me some information about your husband, Mario, and I've learned a lot about him, you know, through our discussions within the past couple of years. But what branch did he serve in? Oh, Army. Army? Okay. Is that how it go, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying. (laughs) We're going to get that down. Now, the special thing about Mario is Mario was born in Haiti, right? Yes, man. Port-au-Prince. Yes, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And when he came to the United States, what was he doing for work? Well, he came up when he was young. So he was like uh, like five years old when he came up, five, six years old when he came up here. But throughout the time, you know, he learned uh, English. He went to school. uh, But when he got older and graduated high school, uh, he had already uh, applied to become a reserve. So he was reserved after graduation okay. of high school. So he graduated out of high school and went into the Army Reserve. Yes, and was working full-time job, hardworking man. Yes, and when did that happen? Reserve? Yeah, what year did he join the Reserves? Man, don't quote me on that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lie to you. <laughs> I can't, like, the, the time frame. Yes. That's, that's a good question, though. Uh, I don't want to lie to you. I know it was right after high school. Like, right as soon as he was done with high school, he just went. He, he already did it beforehand. Yeah. Took the test. I remember he spoke about the test and everything. So, yeah. So, so I will back us up a little bit because I do want you to really give us a little more history about Mario. I lost track of where I was because as I introduced the show, mentioning everything that you do and talking about Mario, I started getting choked up myself. So I had to compose myself (laughs) and really just come down. So could you tell us a lot more about Mario, where he came from? What was his influence to join the Army Reserve? And, you know, how hard it was for him coming here and transitioning into into America, learning English? Um, Did he play sports? Did he join any clubs? Oh. Well, first off, Mario wasn't the kind of person to join a club. Okay, that that's that's one thing off the list right there. Uh, he was the kind of person he was real family oriented, uh, and with him being family oriented, he was all about his family. He was the go-to guy in the family that everybody went to. He was loved by so many to this day. Even the guys that he served with, the stories I hear about him is just so powerful and amazing. And what I realized is during a time when we was teenagers, because I met him when we were teenagers, you know, I always remember him saying, oh, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to go to the military. I'm going to go reserve. I don't think we're really going to go to war. But, you know, if we do, I'm ready because, you know, I said, all right, I know you're ready. You're a warrior. You're a warrior. <laughs> he was like, yes, I am. So. Uh, that's, that's what I remember him saying that 
you know, he don't think it's going to happen. But then what ended up happening is it really did. I said, what if it really does? He said, I'm going to have to do what I got to do. I, 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 I'm, I'm vowing that vow and I got to fight for the country. So, and what make it so funny is um, when 9-11 hit, he, he was at the 9-11 assisting at the World Trade. I read about that. So he was in the reserves when 9-11 happened. Yes. So and no, he joined before 2001. <laughs> yes, we do know that. Yes, yes. So he ended up when 9-11 happened. Were you guys married at that time? We were we married at that time? Mecca, what time? What year did you guys? No. <laughs> No, we we were we were not. We were we were engaged at that time. Okay, so you guys look. You talking about almost some sixteen years? Hey, back way back when you know trauma affects the memory. I agree. you know so it's like it's a uh, triggers that help you remember, yeah. scents that help you remember, pictures that help you remember, questions help you remember. Yes, See? yeah. So yeah, you got to work with me now, Jay. Work oh, with I'm me. Working. <laughs> I am working with you. Now, with Mario, um, he's always wanted to join the Army. He, he's mm-hmm. always wanted to join. And when 9-11 happened, he was in the reserves. He went down to ground zero and volunteered. There yes, goes that did. selfless service. Tell you, that man was amazing. Yes, I, I agree with you. And after, he, um, after 9-11 happened, he told you what? Oh, this is when... Old boy sat me down on the couch to tell me, do you mind if I go full active duty? I said, what? I said, whatever decision you want to (laughs) make, that's your decision. I'm here to support you. Whatever you do, I'm there. You know, uh, because we both were each other's support system. So uh, I had to be there for him. And I had to be a stronghold as a spouse for him as well. And when he sat me down, I said, it's whatever you want. He gave me choices. Where do you want to go? He gave me three choices of location. And I picked Germany. So uh, he, he at least he asked instead of just making the decision without saying, hey, I want to do this and this and this and this. You know, so I, you know, the respect that he had and how he put thought into it literally sat me down to have that conversation. And I said, I'm all for it. You know, let's do it. Let me know when, what, how. And just tell me what I have to do to prepare for it. And that he did. And he said to me, literally, I have to fight for my country. I have to be there. And um, he also told me that uh, his focus was going to be in infantry. So he, he, he's a very smart man because at least he checked with you and where you wanted to go. Smart man. Yeah. Every time I was in the military and it came up to um stay you know to where i was going i always check with my wife where do you want to go that's right my time here is coming up my reenlistment's coming up where do you want to go even when i went on recruiting after 12 years in the infantry i always asked her where do you want to go you know but once we got to brooklyn she wouldn't leave (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) i had to go to connecticut and orlando by myself oh Yep. She she stayed here because she was working. You know, she always wanted to go with me, but she loved Brooklyn so much. Her lifelong dream was to come to Brooklyn. And, oh, wow. 
Yeah, so we're okay. from California originally, so it was nice. big for her. Yes. That's beautiful. Combat Zone 360 is sponsored by USA Warrior Stories. USA Warrior Stories is a nonprofit organization that interviews veterans and then turns their personal stories into individual documentaries. Please visit their website at usawarriorstories.org and donate today. If you are a veteran and would like to tell your story, email USA Warrior Stories at info at usawarriorstories.org. Also follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching USA Warrior Stories. After he joined the army, active duty, you guys went to Germany. Mm -hmm. And what happened after that? Uh, well, the process in Germany was, you know, we traveled a lot. Uh, we actually spent as much time as we could together because his whole thing was if something happened to him, just in case. He always thought in advance. He always prepared. And... And that's what I loved so much about him because he was always that that guy that you know you can depend on and trust. If he say something, he was a man of his word, and I was comfortable. So when we got out to Germany, I automatically told him I want to start a business. At first, she was against it. No, you ain't doing that. No, you're not. Not to start this house. I'm not. I don't want to be coming home and and seeing all these kids running around. I said, but listen. It's okay. They're going to be gone by the time you come home. You know, this is what I always wanted to do. So he finally agreed. And I had to woo-woo him. Woo-woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to woo-woo him and I woo-wooed him. And he was like, okay, I'm here to support you. What you need? You know, so he supported me through the whole process. And I've always made, I always made sure he had his own privacy. Mm -hmm. You know, and he started to see business going good and he was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that this was actually something that would actually be amazing. I said, yeah, it is. When you got soldiers coming from a different part of Germany to bring their children to, to my daycare, that makes a difference. And my daycare was accredited nationwide. So that's what made it. So, yes, I put that work in. I was not playing. That was my goal from the, I started that year. That one year, I said, I'm becoming accredited nationwide. Within a year, I was accredited nationwide because I put that work in, right? Uh, and that's a whole evaluation where they come, watch you, observe you. And he was proud of me, so he supported me with that. And with that, I was also in school full-time, full-time student taking like five, six classes. And, you know, he would come home, and I remember when my daughter would hear the keys in the door. And she'll automatically, <laughs> it was so funny. It's like she was a wind-up doll baby. She'll jump up, get his slippers, run to the door, and stand and wait at the door with his slippers, just holding his slippers in, his, in her hand, like waiting for him. She'll try to pull off the boot, and he'll be like, no, baby, no, baby, let me take off these dirty boots first, and then you can put the slippers on daddy's feet. Uh, she's out there, daddy, out there, daddy. So that was just a, a beautiful space to, to be in and so that. Uh, so that it was a way where she was able to bond with her father as soon as he came home because the keys was it and he spent time with her all the time on weekends 
I didn't have to take her, do nothing with her. Mind you, I had her from the entire week doing everything by myself. And when he wasn't around, it was me doing everything by, by myself. But what he did was, this is, this, is, this is the thing, right? This man, even though he know that, you know, his work, his time, he really cherished the time he spent with us, yeah. right? And he cherished the time he spent with our daughter because he would take her up on weekends and go to the supermarket. I didn't have to go to no supermarket. I just tell him what I needed. The only time I went to the supermarket was for stuff for the daycare. Yeah. Other than that, I could just send him to the market with things uh, to go get whatever I needed, you know, with a list. And I just feel to have an amazing guy like that in your space is so powerful because it made me feel at ease to know that this guy here, man, he ain't playing no games. He's spending time with the kid. Like, here's a secret. This is not really a secret, but on Friday, when he came home, I didn't have to cook on Friday. He cooked on Friday. He cooked on Saturdays, and Saturdays he'll serve me. <laughs> I, I did it for him throughout the week. Yeah. And that wasn't something I asked for. That was something that he just did. Also, on Sundays, we would cook together as a family. All three of us would be in the kitchen. Even though our daughter was little, we would still give her little tasks to do inside the kitchen. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy he was very family oriented. And that that meant so much to me uh, to have someone like that in my life and inside our daughter life. You know, he made a big difference. You know, so uh, we just traveled a lot, spent time together, did things together. Uh, and eventually he had to leave in like around January, January 2006. He had to end up leaving, you know, to go to Iraq. So that was a heavy process. That was something that yeah. we had to take in. Uh, and I, I remember giving him Psalms 91 to so put it in the top of his hat. He had, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that 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 was real, uh, you know, to know that he had that in his hat and he still was killed in action. It did something to me. Um, and I remember when he told me, no, we would talk all the time. Uh, but I remember when he said, oh, I'm not coming up for R&R. &R. I was like, why? Uh, I, was so right? I was preparing for him. No, I was preparing for him. To come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> the I was deployed. I always made sure I came home for R&R. &R, you know, he was joking with me, though. You ready for uh -huh. the joke? Oh, oh yeah. He was a jokester. This man <laughs> said he wasn't coming. I was so upset, you know, because you know, I want to pick him up from the airport, give him that big kiss. I want to jump on top of him because he was yeah. a poor big guy. I'm just like a little. And oh my goodness, all I remember is I hear the doorbell ring. I'm like, ringing the doorbell. You know, I ain't got no plans for nobody to be here. This old boy sitting there for open the door. It's like <gasps> He's in front of the door. He's got this big, everybody know him as the guy with the big keys smile. Everybody know him. Like his smile lights up the room. And he yeah. smiled. It was, he wouldn't even, like, it was just that space, man. I'm telling you. Uh, I called my daughter. She came running. She saw him. She just whoop, jumped right on top of him. So it was just, he already planned a trip for us and everything. 
He wow. just said, this man, I tell you, like, special. I think, <laughs> yes, very special, very special. And he just embedded so much in us and in our life in so many aspects. You know, it's just, just real powerful. Things like that, it's not that, it's not easy to, to find. You know, that was just genuine, what yeah. we had, you know. So uh, he came up, we went away. At that time with the daycare, I had to let everybody know. Uh, mm, he's here for R&R. Uh, I'm going to, I had to put the kids in other daycares because right. I wanted to spend, that's why I told him, let me know so I could plan right. You know, mama running a business now. <laughs> so, but I had stuff situated for just in case, you yeah. know. Um, when I did that, he came home in August. He left after two weeks. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, October, he was killed in action. Wow. <sighs> and, you know, I, I know this is hard and I know it's hard to talk about it. But if you are able to talk about it, how were the steps of going through being informed and dealing with everything? Um, you know, when a chaplain came to my door, the chaplain and the casual assistant officer came to the door. I thought I forgot to sign some papers because that same day they came ringing the doorbell. I just signed a contract with the chaplain. You know, I'm about that business. Right. Uh, the chaplain knew me not only as uh, a, a spouse that he had to come to and give not so nice news. He knew me also as a businesswoman and as a person. Mm-hmm. So. Man, it was devastating. I really thought it was a joke. <laughs> I, uh, cause that, that's the, the things he did. He would call me on the phone while he was, you know, whenever they had a chance to call, he'll call me and tell me he had something hiding in the cabinet, yeah. you know? So, and it'll be a gift. People prepare gifts for me in advance and hide them in the house. Okay. That's the type of man he was, right? It's like, oh my goodness. So thoughtful. Like, oof, I tell you. Um, to hear that, I ran outside when he told me that. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> he is in the hallway downstairs hiding from me. I run outside downstairs in the hallway. Oh, boy, not there. He's not there. So where is he? So at this point, I look. I come back in. I'm like, something isn't right. Where is he? Then chaplain just continued to have his, the chaplain and casual sister officer continued to have his, uh, hand on his chest, on their chest with the hat. And they said, oh, no, this is real. I said, what? They said, this is real. I said, no. And then all I remember is falling down on the floor by the door and I set of hitting my head up against the door. Uh, and I remember my daughter um, tapping me on the shoulder saying, Mommy, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm like, this three-year-old don't know nothing about what's happening right now. She don't know that her father's not coming back. But that really did something in a space for us, right? Um, The experience wasn't a nice experience when I first got the news. It was a heavy experience, even to tell family. Uh, Nobody believed me, uh, which was... You know, it was heavy to take in. Uh, And I remember 
there was one of the other people that I was friends with in Germany that had a daycare as well in another part of Germany. And she came over and she was there for me. Honestly, I didn't want to be bothered with nobody. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to bite my tongue. Uh, I remember someone came to my door. I'm not going to say where they was from or who they was. Came to my door to ring my doorbell to give me some love or whatever they wanted to do. But I didn't want to be bothered with them. Why I didn't want to be bothered with them is because I never told it. So you get in the first dig. I yelled at them through the door. And I told them not so nice words. Because that same person that came to my door treated me so nasty and disrespectful every time they came in contact with me for no apparent reason. No, not no apparent reason. You want to know why? You know Jay. Listen to this, Jay. You know that when women, these spouses are married to these higher ranking soldiers, they <laughs> tend to have some chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not exaggerating about it, right? Always. Hurt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she comes to my phone, like, oh, no, she did. This ain't even the time. And I just, I just got on her. I, I mouthed at her. And I'm looking through the peephole and I see her just go downstairs. Like she's hurt. She's feeling it. Cause not just a few days ago, this woman was nasty with me also. So every interaction was nasty. But no, it's just because your husband had a higher rank than mine. At the end of the day, we are all family. Exactly. That's, that, that's one thing that, I feel tarnished me, right? It, it kind of had a, a space in me where I couldn't stand military, yeah. right? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm being real, okay? Um, yeah. Don't come to me after my husband passed away to say anything to me because you wasn't nice to me before. Don't be nice to me now, exactly. right? That's how I felt. You hurting right now. I'm hurting. I got anger. I'm, I'm, I'm hate. Hate is a strong word, but hate, anger, pain. Confusion, disbelief, denial is happening, and you want to come and say something to me? So my friend said, Mecca, I'm going to take your daughter and I'm going to let her stay with me. And when you're ready for me to bring her over, I'll bring her over. I said, Thank you. I just needed time to myself. I remember I couldn't sleep in my bed. I got rid of that bed, I couldn't sleep in it. I slept on a couch. Even the couch was too much for me to take in. His spirit came to me. His spirit said, I just felt the presence. Mm -hmm. I'm crying. Like one side of my face is swollen because I was hitting my head up against the door. Like literally, boom, boom, boom. And they had to stop me from hitting it because I kept hitting it because I just was, my life crumbled. He was my only support system. Yeah. I didn't have nobody like him. He was the one to support me with everything that I did.
risk each other back boots. If somebody did wrong to me and disrespected me, he has something to say. He approached it. He had my back, just like I had his back. So when he came to me, as he came to me to speak with me, he, I tried to look up. He put his hand on my back and he said, no, I don't, I don't want you to see me. And I'm like, why, why, why? And I'm crying. Why, why, why? And I remember him saying, I want you, listen to what I'm saying, okay? Hear this. Because I'm going to track back to it. I want you to remember me the way that I am. Those words. Never forget those words. Okay. He wouldn't let me see him. And all he kept saying was, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. It's like his spirit needed to come to me. To talk to me. Please listen next week where we will continue our discussion with Gold Star spouse, Mecca Nelson.